Blog Talk Radio. Got Clutter, Get Organized. I am your host, Janet Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are a regular listener, and welcome if you're listening for the very first time. Hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes and Stitcher Radio, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast, FM, Google, Spreaker, and of course, my blog talk community, and those who will be joining me in the chat room. I hope you're having a great to your week. This is episode 400, and I want to thank you. I hope I am coming through clear. I am definitely having technical difficulties, but that is okay. Today's sponsor is Audible.com. There's more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products, and you can get a free audiobook of your choice by www.audibletrial.com. Dot com forward slash get organized, and later I will be sharing my audiobook selection for this week. Well, tonight we will be learning ways to organize family history with Gary Paulgon. And I want to thank you for answering my question of the week Have you researched your family history? And what did you discover? And someone said they really want to start working on discovering their family history. So I thank you so much for responding to and answering the social media question of the week. And, of course, I will also be sharing with you my product suggestion, app suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion for the week as well. So my weekly Google search went to Finder International, and it says my question was about family uh history genealogy and it says the reason people research their family history is to validate the family tree to gain an understanding of an historical event to uh, gain what might people might be high spot if they are related to someone famous and of course check out their health background really that's what kind of started me uh, thinking about this topic for this show because a few months ago, I was um, initially diagnosed with Graves' disease, and I kept saying, you know, other side, I didn't have it. I know it wasn't a history of it. But then on my father's side, I wasn't sure. I said, you know, it would be a good opportunity for me to really learn out more about the family, but also to take care of myself as well, which is why I asked Mr. Gary Paul, who is a family tree expert and was born in Miami, Florida, and has lived in Atlanta, Georgia since 1990, working in the computer industry. In 1981, he began researching his family history, tracing over 6,000 relatives back to the 1600s 
on six continents. His research has taken him throughout the United States, Eastern Europe, and Mideast, Middle East, excuse me, visiting the towns where his ancestors lived. He has published over 20 books and his family history, as well as others pertaining to genealogy. So I have an opportunity to interview him. So now I have to share that interview with you. Hello, listeners, and welcome to tonight's episode of Got Clutter? Get Organized. And we are talking about genealogy, organizing your family history. And we have Gary Palga, who will be um, sharing with us some tips and techniques on how we can organize our family history. So thank you so much for joining me this evening, Gary. Great. It's great to uh, be part of uh, your show this evening and happy to share whatever I can to help people either get started or learn more about their family history. So, Gary, the first question before we dig into the how-tos, what made you decide to focus on genealogy and helping people with their family history? You know, it's kind of interesting that uh, now genealogy is sort of a household word. I actually started, uh, I'm in my 50s now, but I started when I was 13 years old, and it was a result of a uh, middle school uh, project where we were mapping out hair color and eye color and things like that. And I started putting together a small family tree working with my parents and what grandparents were alive to map that out and decided, you know what, wouldn't it be great to learn more about my own family's uh, genealogy or family history? So uh, at a very young age, I started asking the, you know, the older folks that were around uh, which at the time, genealogy wasn't as consumer-friendly, if you will. It wasn't as well-known. It was mostly um, some older people, and we didn't have the Internet or anything like that. So it was a project that uh, started with a small school project, which I did, by the way, get a, an A on it, and uh, over the last uh, you know, almost 40 years have have uh, helped a lot of other people along the way as well as published a lot of books on my own about my own and other people's family history. Oh, wow. And it's so interesting how you shared that you were able to interview other family members, and I think sometimes that is what is lost a lot of times when people don't do it or, you know, maybe they wait a little longer. So how should somebody get started on, you know, organizing their family history and learning more about their family tree? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting, as as you'd mentioned, about interviewing mm-hmm. folks. So I, I think it's easy now with the Internet to get on sites like Ancestry.com or RootsWeb or some other Internet sites to begin digging. And, and, and I think that's a good start. I think it's it's a beginning start. But, but I think uh, as uh, as you dig into it a little bit, I think there's two sides that you look at. One, we talk about names and dates and places and things like that, and people record that. But I, I can't because you had, had mentioned it and don't want to remiss to make sure you take the opportunity to take the oldest people in the family and actually record it. And it's pretty easy now with even a cell phone or something to sit down or if you have a video recorder to literally just sit down for you know, half hour at a time and ask your parents or your grandparents, whoever may be alive, you know, tell me about your family. What was it like growing up? Because if you only record the names and dates, then you miss a lot of the the personalization. So I, uh, luckily back then it was micro cassettes, but literally had made recordings of the people that I had interviewed. And it was only years later that I um, understood the value of, of what they were expressing of this is what dinner was like, this is what the holidays were like, and that's what really builds the family history. So uh, so I want to make sure that, that I uh, that I mention that, that recording a video today is very easy. 
but also, you know, audio and, and the others to be able to do that. But that fills in the blanks. But when you uh, when you ask the question about how do you start, so so I think with the ease of the internet. I would say uh, take advantage of it. So for most people, I would say go to Ancestry.com, take a look and see what's out there. Uh, there's some stuff you can do uh, for it without having to subscribe from a free standpoint. But look to see if someone else has done uh, any research on your family, right? So uh, first you're going to you know, build a, a small family tree, probably a, a chart, if you will, uh, on paper, and then, and then look online for some of those names and, and, and places and dates of folks because it could be that someone else has started uh, a branch of a tree. So I think that's important. Um, I would also mention that uh, a lot of the sites now at the Internet, we like to think that everything's free, sort of like uh, Facebook and others. But when you get into genealogy, while there are many sources of, of sites to, to get started and look up information, you'll quickly also find that there's an expense with it because those companies are in business uh, to do it. So what you can take advantage of is places where you can gain access to those records for free. So, for instance, if you go to your local library, many libraries have access to sites like Ancestry and others where they subscribe as a library. So you may have to go to it. In other cases, you can use your library card to connect in, and, and certain sites will give you access from your home to be able to, to gain access uh, to that. So that's an important tidbit uh, because I know as many people start, they get frustrated and say, hey, this company wants you know, $120 a year. And so uh, a little knowledge from, you know, what people call me as the family tree expert is you can go to the Family History Center, which is part of the, uh, the Mormon uh, library, or you can go to your regular library, and a lot of those will give you free access to look in. But again, sort of summarize the starting one, write down the information you can from some relatives. Again, I would, I would urge you to do uh, record, uh, you know, their facts. And then two, use some of the sites out there to see what people have started before. So hopefully that's a, a good start to uh, to getting people going there. I don't think it is, Gary, because it's interesting when you said, you know, write down like the make a tree. My cousin did that, and it was amazing. I mean, everybody knew my grandmother had 10 kids, but when she, when she had it laid out, it was like she was having children over a 20-year period because she had them every two years, and it was like, wow. And I found out that she moved when she had nine children. They decided to move to a bigger house. And I was like, she moved with nine kids. <laughs> so it was really interesting. You know, it's like, wow, really? And Because yeah, my Aunt Ruth was the baby. She's like, oh, yeah, we moved to a new house right before Uncle James. Was. I'm like, really? So all of those tidbits. But I wanted to ask you, how should we organize and store some of the information? And the reason I say that is because my mother was the photographer. And not only was she the photographer, but she also um, developed the pictures. So when she passed away, I inherited, like, all these pictures and, you know, even some foreign currency and just a lot of stuff. So do you have any tips for people who, you know, not only just information, but maybe things that they come across? Yeah, so you 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 bring a, a good point up. Some of it, some of this uh, recording is digital, right? The names and places and stories and things like that. And the other is the physical. So uh, let's let's cover those both. So one, um, and 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 it goes along with the lines you said. You know, many of our of our ancestors, when we go back, they had large families. So while you know, if, if everybody today only has two kids, it's pretty easy to 
to map out a few, but you think of a family like you'd mentioned with 10 kids and then they had several kids and several kids. Keeping track of this stuff can be difficult. So there's two ways to do it. There are sites online. Some are pay and some for free, pay like Ancestry or MyHeritage. Others like Genie, G-E-N-I, um, do it for free and, and have that information out there. So having it available and digital um, online is fine. If you don't like the online, there are um, programs like um, Roots Magic is a site where you can download a piece of software and, and keep it locally if, if you're not, um, if, you, if you don't want necessarily all the information to be out there publicly. So there are some uh, programs that you can keep locally, and they make a pretty easy way where you can, you know, save the files in a PDF or in a Word document where you can share that with your relatives to get additional information. So from a digital standpoint, I guess online or on your computer makes it really simple. Um, as we transfer to the physical, I think there's a couple of things. One, uh, for documents and things like that, literally you can use your phone or a camera to take pictures and then move it into file folders uh, on your computer. And some of these software systems will even um, connect, you know, Aunt Mary as an example and, and her birth certificate or death certificate and stuff and, and store it together. Um, and that's probably utilizing the software, whether it's in the cloud or, or on your desktop, uh, your, you know, your computer or laptop is there. For the physical, uh, you're going to end up with doc, both documents as well as, you know, things that are getting passed along. So for documents, I just use a simple, um, you know, manila folders, if you will, and I and I put the oldest ancestor in common. So, for instance, I have one for me, and I have one for each of my parents and grandparents. And so when I deal with you know, distant cousins and nephews and things, what I do is I put those documents in the folder of the individual we have in common. So, for instance, if I ran across an article uh, where my first cousin is in there, you know, I can end up with a thousand folders because of all these relatives. But, but an easy way to do it within reason is I say, well, my cousin – my first cousin has, you know, my grandfather in common, so I just put that article in there, and it gives me a pretty simple way to be able to do it. And so I end up with a, with you know, handful of file folders, but at least I know roughly where those documents are. And then, in a perfect world, over time, you can scan them in, or simply take a picture with your phone, and and put them on on your computer, where you can put the file name of, of who's who's they are, and you know, a date. So, for instance, in my case, it would be Palgon Gary birth and the date of my birth, and pretty easy access to search my computer or search a file a folder for that. But when you get to some of these other items, now you probably have more information on how you organize, but I become the archive, if you will, for my entire family because a lot of them don't want all the, believe it or not, the silver or this or or you know uh, blankets that were made and things like that. So uh, what what it becomes for the physical storage is, Number one, you want to find um, boxes and stuff that don't have oils and things in them, and also uh, there are um, you know bags and things you can buy at even an office depot. But you want them to be document safe or archive safe because when you're storing a newspaper article or you're storing a piece of silver, you want it you know, to be stored in a physical uh, container, if you will, whether it's a bag or a box that doesn't have oils that's safe because you do want to preserve it for later on. So again. I like to label those with the person's name, some information, so I know uh, who who it is and for. Because again, you know, years pass by without us looking in those boxes, and goes on to another family member. They want to, you want to know who it is. So we do have to deal with both the digital side, scanning and making so much available, uh, you know, uh, on your computer and to share with others, and then also the physical to be able to store it in 
archive-friendly uh, containers and things like that. So hopefully that helps to give a little bit of insight to the way I've done and recommend it to others to store that information. And I like the tip about, you know, using your camera, like, for example, for a document and even a photo and just taking a picture because I know a lot of times when I visit relatives and they have a photo of my mother that I don't have, so, and I know they don't want to part with it for some reason. So now I know, you know, I need to just take a picture of it. I'm not going to, to get into any family argument over this photo. I'm just going to take a picture so I'll have a copy and you can keep her copy. So I like that tip. Thank you, Gary. So um, are there just any final do's and don'ts because you've been doing it, you know, for so long when it comes to genealogy? Are there things that we should do but things that we should just like, no, you shouldn't do that? Yeah, the, the um, so I, I think there's two things that, that are worth covering. Number one is um, you're going to ultimately run into situations where people aren't interested in the family tree or there's some detail that they don't necessarily want others to know about. And, and, and so – as an example, some just aren't interested in the genealogy, so don't, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't push uh, on it. In other cases, let's suppose someone is adopted and you know it, but you don't want, uh, you, you know, they, they don't necessarily want others to know, or maybe someone committed suicide in the family. So you'll find these things, and I'm often asked, you know, from a moral and ethical, what should I do? I take a very simple approach. If someone doesn't want that stuff uh, to be known publicly, then then fine. Um, I, I run into situations where someone will ask. Um, you know, I've heard that uh, I'm adopted or I've heard, you know, uh, my father committed suicide. Um, what, after consulting a lot of experts on the subject, basically uh, someone that's in an adult, an adult scenario, if they're asking a question, they're entitled to um, the, the truth, uh, provided that you, you know it's the truth and it's not secondary, and then, of course, they can deal with, uh, with the truthful information on their own. But there's no reason if someone want, you know, doesn't want certain things exposed, I don't put that into the family tree, and there's no reason. I mean, it's their choice, and, and I don't have to be you know, more hard-headed. So that's what I recommended on the other side uh, from there. Um, the other thing where, which plays into that, which is so many people spend a lot of time doing the research, but they never actually, quote, publish the information. Your tree, as you mentioned, you know, your, your, you know I think your mother, you said, had, had 10 siblings, and you go back and you get more and more. And the family tree never end, you know, never ends, right? At some point, we're all related to each other. You know, if you go back enough generations there, and so the question becomes, you know, when do I stop? And so, what I often recommend is pick a time where you have quite a bit of information about a single branch or about the broad family, and publish it. And what does publishing means? You know, these different software packages, whether they're online or on your computer, give you the ability to to very quickly create or generate a book where there's a cover page and there's an intro and, and there's different charts and stuff. And I would produce that in, you know, a PDF and you can even have it printed and give it out as a holiday gift and things like that. But too often people say, well, maybe it's not ready to be published. And, you know, you can always change, but you're never going to get in. So if you're going to go through the effort of pulling together some information, my suggestion is pick a time to say, you know what, I'm going to see what I can accomplish in three months and then I'm going to publish it in whatever you know form I have here, and, and get it printed and give it out you know for Christmas or something like that. So uh, that time frame could be three months, it could be a year, but take take a time based approach and publish the information, share it, get the knowledge out there, and maybe you'll find some others in the family that you didn't know were actually interested, and in, and they'll take an interest in it from that standpoint. But too many people spend time doing the research but never get around to publishing it, and I think. 
you know, we should find more value in publishing, not just the names and dates, but those stories and pictures that go along with it. So that's a, that's a do that many people don't do, and I would, I would suggest pushing forward with that. Well, that's a good suggestion, Gary. Actually, you've inspired me because I have so many wonderful pictures of my mother, and she gave me the stories behind the picture. Like one picture, she's all dressed up like she's going to a ball, and I asked her about it, and she's like, oh, we were just hanging out at somebody's house. And I'm like, really? So it's just like those little stories. So I liked it. But when you were talking about give yourself a time frame, I put down 12 months for myself because I feel that's a little realistically for me right now. So, Gary, you have given us so much wonderful information and tips. You've inspired me to move forward with some things on my to-do list. So if someone wants to work with you, how would they get in contact with you? Yes, I'm happy to you know answer any questions and things like that, provide any knowledge that I can share. The easiest way is um, by email, and email is expert at Family Tree Expert. That's three words all together. Family Tree Expert dot com. So it's expert at Family Tree Expert dot com, or you can visit you know the few pages out there for information at Family Tree Expert dot com on the web. But I uh, wish everybody uh, luck in, in their family tree. And if they have any questions, feel free to email me, and and I'll respond in a timely manner. Well, thank you so much, Gary, for your time. Great. Well, take care, and uh, good luck with your own family history, and I look forward to seeing you uh, publish the results. Thank you. I'm Tom Furco, your executive driver, and you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized with your host, Janet Taylor. Call your executive driver for your advanced reservations. We drive your car when you don't want to. Travel in the comfort and safety of your own vehicle and leave the driving to your professional executive driver. No distance is too far. Call 484-275-0061 today. Now let's get back to the show and your host, Janet Taylor. That was a wonderful time for go. Yes. And you need to check out your executive driver, especially if you are a trainer, a consultant, a business person, and you have just got like so much going on, sometimes you need that downtime. And what better way to have downtime in the comfort of your own car and having your own and having a driver? A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know if I would feel comfortable, but you know, I actually had a client that had her own car and she had a driver drive her in her car and then at the end of the day he would hop in his he would park her car and hop in his car so it was a wonderful experience so do reach out to Tom at your executive driver you can find him on Twitter you can find him on Instagram as well well that was an awesome interview I hope you walked away with something on how you can organize your family history and gain a lot of information about your tree and just some steps on how to get started as well. But I wanted to just share with you, our sponsor, Audible.com, is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That's audibletrial.com forward slash 
get organized. Audiobook selection for this week is Chicken Soup Soul, Family Matters, 33 Stories of Family Fun, Relatively Strange Moments, and Happily Ever After Laughter. And of course, this is from Jack Canterfield, and it is basically a wonderful story. It's 33 Stories of Family Fun, and it is a great way to just kind of get family to start communicating with each other. So again, my audio selection Chicken Soup for the Soul, Family Matters, 33 stories of family fun, relatively strange moments, happily ever after laughter. And for those who follow me via social media, it will also be posted in my free Friday book event. Well, for those of you who may be tired of living with piles, ready to find things the first time you look and do want a better way to manage your time and your life, well, then think about your my Facebook group, Get My Life Totally Organized. This is the Facebook group. And actually, every Monday before the show, I, do, I go on and do a live strategy session with the group, and it is based around whatever topic is for the week. So far this summer, they have clearing the paperwork. We have tackled kitchens. We've got a few more areas to tackle, and all of these areas that we're tackling over the summer are areas that the members want to tackle. So I wanted to get ready and geared up for the fall. So if you want to be a member of the group, it's an investment of $7 a month. The first 30 days is only $1. So make sure you just join us and you get strategy, personalized strategies from me. So you join a group and you type in, Jan, I want to get this area organized. I'll give you personal strategies. Of course, the week live Q&As. We're still doing a 365-day challenge where every single day I challenge them to get rid of something. And of course, I always show them some behind-the-scenes product reviews, and I show them MySpace. They get to see MySpace and just how I organize things. So again, go to the My Life Totally Organized link on my website to join us today. Well, it is time for Taylor's Tip Time. And just five things you can do really to organize those photos because you may have massive amounts of photos. Now, there are a couple of ways like I did. Actually, I took a summer and I just sat there on the living room floor and I really made sure that each one of those photos was on paper that was acid-free. So that's one thing I did. How I tackled project was, I basically decided, number one, I was organized the oldest photos, which were my mom's, and then I'll work on organizing mine. But that's the first thing you do, is making sure you go through those photos and decide which ones you want, which ones you don't. The next thing is, how are you going to organize them? I decided I still wanted the physical copies of those photos, so I put them on acid paper. But then the next phase will be digitizing, which will be putting them on disk. DVDs and distribute them to the family, but there's a lots of services that do that for you. So, you know, number one, scheduling some time to get the project done. Number two, all your supplies, which means it may mean getting those special papers that you need. Number three is making sure that you um, actually sort through and just schedule a day to do that. And then number four, putting them together. 
five is just enjoying them. I know I probably went all around with those tips, but definitely number one is definitely purging. You got to get rid of photos that may you may have somebody's thumb or somebody back of somebody's head. And making sure you put on proper paper, you know, making sure, um, you know, that you decide what that next step will be, but also making sure you schedule time just to sit there and and really enjoy that. So those are just my tips for this week, Taylor's tip time. And I'm hoping everybody can hear me well because now I figured out what my little technological issue was. Well, for those of you who are at a place where you want to get organized, you want to work with me one-on-one, well, I have virtual sessions. I have a client who's in Singapore. I've got a client who um, was actually in Europe. So I have clients all around the world, and I help them get organized. Basically, we schedule sessions. Some of it is FaceTime. I work with a client, and I was help her basically transform her basement into an office within an hour and a half. She had some young teenagers who could take the boxes away, and I was directing things. But basically, I let her know how to do things. And a lot of times, a lot of people, they want to be able to do the project themselves, and you just need somebody to help you. There are times when, yes, I do go in, and I do actually do the work and actually transform the space. But other times, people want to do it themselves. So if you're one of those people, sign up for a virtual session. First what you want to do is you want to go to my contact page and you want to sign up for a free session so we can talk your project out and, you know, figure out some solutions to your organizing dilemma. So make sure you go to my website, which is JanetMTaylor.com. Click on the contact page. Click on the link so you can schedule a free 30-minute session with me. Well, I definitely want to thank all of you for, one, allowing reach number 400, but also for following me on social media, for your likes, your retweets, your sharing. Please continue. And I am going to be working on some more YouTube videos. So I have kind of, um, you know, postponed doing some periscopes for a while. So I want to really upload some more videos to YouTube. And of course, make sure you check out my Pinterest board and make sure you check out um, you know, some my time management board, my goal setting board, um, and of course, you can check out some of my fun boards, like some of the places I've went to eat as well. But you know what today is? Today is Monday. Tomorrow is Tuesday, which is Toss It Tuesday. So I want you to take some deep breaths and toss all the items from the past that you no longer need, no longer use. You can donate them, something. Need to toss so you can create a space for all the things that you use and you love now. So that's what I want you to do on Toss It Tuesday. So, so let's move on to my app suggestion, my repurpose suggestion, as well as my product suggestion. My app suggestion is Ancestry.com, which is a great way for you to start on organizing your family history. My rep- my product suggestion is Post-it Notes. Because sometimes you just need a wall to start creating your, and that's a great way to start your family tree. Because you can use a post-it and just start posting those, like posting little things about the person. Um, and it's a great way as a visual for you to help you better organize the family tree when you're ready to, to create it on a piece of paper. 
So my app suggestion is Ancestry Dropped, comma, product suggestions is posted. And my repurpose suggestion is taking an item. Maybe you don't want to part with, like, for example, the glass trays that my mother had. And now I use them on my dresser, and I actually um, place my perfume bottles and other little things on it. So sometimes it's taking those things. Yes, we really don't want to use them, but, you know, you can use them like that as well. So that's so. So my app suggestion, my product suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion can all be found on my Pinterest page because I have a board for apps that will help you stay organized, a board for products that will help you stay organized, and a board, a repurpose board as well. So please be sure to check it out. Quote for the week is, call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it family, whatever you call it, well, whoever you are, you need one. Again, call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family. Whatever you call it, whoever you are, you need one. Well, next week we'll be talking about minimalist and one woman's journey on becoming a minimalist, then um, I hope to have Archive, and they are a company that makes it possible for all of you parents out there to have an organized way to save all of your children's artwork. So I'm looking forward to that interview. And then, of course, I will be taking a break um, because I have to um, just kind of take a little moment, a little time off. I'll be taking a week off the second week in August, so um, I'm looking forward to coming back. And when I come back, we'll be talking to Dr. Angela Chester on letting go of the emotional clutter. And then we will be finalizing our August with just some quick tips to get organized for September. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, I just want to take this time to, again, thank you so much. Um, through all the technology issues, through all of the other issues that I've had to deal with over the past several years, I thank all of you for continuing to listen, continuing to download, continuing to just kind of share with me how this podcast has affected you. I thank you so much for continuing to allow me to do what I love to do, which is just kind of talk about organizing and share so many ways that you can organize your home, your office, and your life to create more love, happiness, as well as attract more money. So, again, thank you so much. Show number 400. Um, I am praying that the sound quality is a little good because I was having some issues with my other equipment in regards to when I come on, which is probably not the perfect, but I still thank and appreciate each and every one of you, each and every download. You just don't know how much it makes me feel to have reached this point in my journey, on this journey, on just helping people live an organized life. So again, thank you. I would not have been made it to this point without you. So I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm sending love to each and every one of you. So again, thank you for listening and be sure to share this podcast with your family, friends and on social media. Please visit me on the web at JanetMTaylor.com and until next time you have a clutter free day but most of all 
you have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter? Get Organized.